0: Are you a professional optimised business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalise your fleet with their updated commercial van range.
1: The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customise your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of
0: financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119 9008 t Supply.
1: Pickett, she lays it off. Teresa Polias. It's an absolute peach. is driving. Yes! What a hit from Milner!s Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. one Hello and uh, welcome back to another week, an edition of Radio Dub here on FNR. It's been uh, it's been a very eventful week in the Liberty A League. We've seen. Melbourne victory out of the finals then back in the finals they were never really out i don't think they were ever out but they were yeah. the destiny wasn't in their hands they uh, were on the
2: precipice yes
1: that's the word i'm looking for you guys with your fancy english li- literature um but what's it called the the game with wellington the game against wellington how chaotic was the end for you like were you stressed out a bit oscar
0: no, it was perfectly calm the whole way. It was it was Tranquil? objectively crazy, objectively intense. I I think not quite as much as the the City Canberra game, which for sure yeah. we'll talk about at some point, but it, it, it's kind of you, you would have thought that in Jeff Hopkins' mind heading into that game the, the first half went exactly as you would have liked oh, it. Everyone came out pumped up, lots of energy. There was that incredible free kick from Alana Murphy and then and then the ridiculous goal from Alina Ayres. I mean But she two,
1: almost scored another one off the crossbar yeah. much a little bit earlier. It
0: Started bright, got a two goal buffer, got into half time, smooth sailing. But like that like that that would have been the blueprint that Jeff Hopkins had. And it looked like it was gonna pay off and then yeah. it just fell apart right just, at the end.
1: Yeah, at the end and I don't know if I think it was a, a series of errors that led to to think Wellington because so. the back pass to Casey wasn't particularly great and then Casey didn't maybe didn't deal with it as well, the way she would have liked to have dealt with it and then the th- the second goal I watched that and I understand that Casey slips and you know it looks really obvious that like um that she's like the main person at fault for mm. it but but I, I think you know if you take it back maybe if Ava Breedis gets the first, wins the first header, it doesn't get back to that situation, and mm. then we've got because it's just a, like a chaotic situation. It becomes players moving out of positions they probably maybe wouldn't necessarily do that if it wasn't you know such a high stress game. But nonetheless, it set it teed up a very entertaining game between Melbourne City and Canberra. Now Melbourne City, because of that victory result, were all safe. They were perfectly fine. Um, they were just playing for either third or fourth. And uh, if Canberra had won, they'd be in and they would have gone to third. And uh, it didn't it didn't pan out that way. Lucky, how did you see that game?
2: Well, I, how did I see it in, in literal terms? I saw it on my phone at the end of a table at the pub.
1: Oh, nice. uh, I,
2: I was reigniting the, you know, the, the dub at the pub tradition, which other people have, you know, other podcasts have, have made their thing. Um, I decided I'd, I'd dip my toes in the water for an evening. And I'm glad I, I did because, oh, what a... What a mental! What a mental game! It kind of seemed as though City had run away with it a little bit. You know, there were just a lot of different moments where you thought, you know, City get the first goal, uh, you know, Canberra out of this, they equalise, City score again, City go up three-one, and and you thought that well, that's that's the season, just sort of done and dusted right there. We can put a line through it. You know, it's, it's all said and done. You know, but then, Vesna Yeah. Just was like, I have other ideas. I have other. I have other plans for how this game is going to work. And the quality of the goals. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was fantastic. Oh, boy. She does not score a bad goal. No, No. she doesn't. and, And the only lamentation of watching her this season, how good she's been, and again in this game, and I know I'm talking about a team who have missed out on finals here, but the only lamentation is knowing that she could have been a future Matilda of circumstances. And she did where,
1: play for us in the junior. Like yeah, at the junior level. age level. She's
2: yeah. now, I'm pretty sure, a fully capped Serbian international. Yes. We've she a lost to us. And I think that in years to come, the game will be worse for it because, my God, she was good she's... in this game. And she got to that point where she's like, you know, jump aboard, uh, onto my shoulders, Canberra. I'm taking you with me to finals. Sadly, it, it didn't happen, but boy, it was close. When, when that breakaway happened down the right hand side, very, very late onto the game, because there was like eight minutes of so stoppage three, time. Yeah, no, no, no. At, at three all, at three all, yep, Canberra yep. were chasing the game. And there was a, cr- I can't remember who was delivering the cross on the right hand side, but you could see Emma Ilyoski, who had come off the bench just unmarked at the yeah. far post mm, yeah. and and even before the cross comes in unfortunately it wasn't wasn't the best i think it might have been nicky flannery actually um but you just like oh. even me with with no horse in the race i don't i'm not bothered who makes the finals i'm just happy for teams to have a crack at the knockouts but i'm i'm, I'm resisting the urge to yell at the phone like Ilioski! give it like get it to Ilyoski and sa- sadly for for canberra it um it didn't happen but I mean I feel like that was the only way that Yeah. That was the only way things could have gone for Canberra. Like that was whether, whether or not they qualified in. or they didn't, it could only ever end in just ridiculous chaos. Not yeah. just because that's a summation of the dub, but also that's a sort of a, a summation of the season that Canberra have had, being absolutely nowhere at various points and then being world beaters.
1: Yeah, no, I, I it was a it was a thrilling game to be at and to to see the teams Because I thought that Melbourne City were really, were were good. Like, I know that Canberra had lots of opportunities throughout the game, but through a large portion of the way I saw it at the ground, I thought that Melbourne City were in a a lot of control defensively and going forward. I thought that once the substitution of Naomi Chinema came off, I think their defence maybe lost a little bit of the structure and it allowed Canberra to, to get more and more opportunity and the kind of the Pressure just kept on building on Melbourne City's defence. They kept dropping a little bit further, and slightly were a little bit off in their cues about when to move and things like that. But either way, it was a fantastic game, and I'm I'm so I'm looking forward very much so to next year when the finals teams are expanded and we see how that goes about. Because Perth only missed out by a point and mm. goal difference. Canberra missed out on goal difference, which is only by two goals. So you think about those two 5-0 losses mm. really detrimental to their season. Mm. And uh, yeah, but after that, after the six, there's a pretty, well, pretty there big was, drop, drop I mean, off mean, Perth there, to Western Sydney. There was
2: also a 4-0 loss to Melbourne City as well, yeah. I'm pretty sure, which is uh, different circumstances, obviously, different form, different cattle, all of those kind of things. And no two games are the same. But... Canberra were good enough to match it with that team. Yeah. We saw that on Sunday. We didn't see it the last time they, those two played. and you, Those are the kind of moments where you think, you know, things could have been different for them.
0: Yeah, it is, it is a season, though, where, you know, the top six would have felt more appropriate, which yeah. which is, of course, just an incident of how things played out. There was no way really of foreseeing that. Uh I, I I think that just reflecting on the the finals race as a whole. I don't think anyone was expecting you know the quality or the interest to be diluted by the expansion, Of course not, and we definitely didn't see that. I think we saw a better season because we had more time for teams to develop and kind yeah. of have the ebbs and flows that come with with most seasons that we're used to seeing uh, in, in in football. and it allowed all the teams to we, we kind of we really saw the the changes in the growth of the teams across the competition. In a way that, in seasons gone by, you kind of you feel like you're just getting your teeth into it. By the time the finals have arrived, and and the competition and the whole situation was, was all the better for it. And, and we got the best, I'd say, finals race or closing of that finals race that we've seen in possibly ever. But well, a long last time. year was pretty good. Last year was pretty good too. I thought this year was better.
1: Yeah, 100 think last year was this year was better. But no, it was a lot of fun. And obviously, Sydney FC, Melbourne uh, Western United won their game and put all the pressure on uh, Sydney FC and. Sydney F C comfortably uh taking care of business and got themselves you know, the three in premierships and when we spoke to Charlotte McLean, she was has said how important that it was to the team and it was really one of their goals because they realised it's never been done for. So congratulations to them and I think they obviously head into finals as the the clear favorite. Obviously there, you know, there are teams there that you wouldn't want to second guess and things like that that have got experience in the finals but they probably have the most solid team, solid Run, run into the finals as well. So,
0: well, I think it's exciting because I think you can make a compelling argument for all four of the teams or any four of the teams going all the way. I think that that's been the nature of this season when I talk about the ebbs and flows that all the different teams have have shown. Of course, Sydney have, have finished top and the third time in a row, and in in lots of situations, that would mean that they'd be warm favourites, but I mean, we've seen the last two seasons that that isn't necessarily guaranteed. And we've seen all four of those teams, show the quality to, to go all the way I think Melbourne victory obviously have that reputation and that experience in these situations when they're not particularly fancied we know how good Sydney are Western United they that start to the season was obviously incredible and, and I, they've seemed to have recaptured a bit I of think that form. win
1: against the Wanderers is actually a really big boost and, and a lot of people definitely will thought they were out they're done they're not doing anything else for the rest of the season so I think that's um, that win gives them a really good morale boost heading into finals that I think they needed.
2: Yeah, well, not not least for Hannah Keane, of course, because you talk about Western having their troubles in front of goal, their troubles with games generally. Well, Hannah Keane was, was I mean, you know, I'm resistant to, to lean on the, the cliche of a player being talismanic and when they're up, the team is up. But I think, and Hannah Keane said as much during uh, dub zone on the weekend, this is a new experience for her in the sense that in other teams that she's played with in Europe, the burden of goal scoring is often shared across a yeah. number of people. She's not always or hasn't always been in her career the focal point, the the main focus of, of where the ball travels to in an attacking sense. In this team, she is. Yeah. And that's a that's a big weight to manage and I think as someone like a Jess McDonald has departed, uh, Chloe Legazzo has obviously left and subsequently returned, that the intensity, the concentration of how much of that weight she's had to carry has only gotten um, stronger, more intense, and maybe finally this, this weekend yeah. gone was a sign that she, after a couple of dry weeks, is, is able to... Shoulder that that load,
1: I guess. I I I think I mentioned this a, a, a while ago on the pod, but I was thinking that my biggest concern with Western United was their inability to get Hannah Keen the ball from wide areas. They they become they they were playing really really narrow and they weren't using their width. And because when Jess McDonald was there, Hannah Keane and Jess McDonald were rotating in and out and um switching and it was the ball was constantly moving. There was constantly an option for Hannah Keen to get the ball and and I was concerned to concerned about the plays they had you know on in those wing positions were they able to get Hannah Keen the ball and I'm not saying it's turned around fully right now but I think that Western Sydney game they they found a level of fluidity that I hadn't seen in a, in a little while about getting her the ball at the right time with the right movement and I think it sets them up really well for heading into finals.
0: But it's probably the only real positive sign, and I know I say that you can make a case for any of the teams to win, but it's the only real positive sign that any of the three chasing pack have shown for the last few weeks. I mean, that was Western United's only win in, I think, the last four, uh, not counting the the overturned result against Brisbane. Uh, victory, I think, have drawn their last, yep, their last three games, and City have not have lost two and drawn two of their last four. So it, it indicates that only one team's heading into the, the, this end of the season in good form, which, as you say, Bakua, is clearly Sydney FC. Yeah. The question, though, remains we've seen them be the best team throughout the season and not be able to carry that through to the finals over recent years. Obviously, the desire to change that will grow every every time that it happens, but equally the pressure that comes with that will also increase. So. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, I, I will never, never... I think that's uh, to count Mel- uh, Jeff Hopkins and Melbourne victory out. Mm. I know obviously that they, uh, they made it difficult on themselves, but I think we saw in that first, obviously Wellington are in the bottom of the table, but they've actually been a very competitive side this season defensively. They haven't let in a, a ridiculous amount of goals. They've been solid for large portions of games and just slipped in moments. But that Melbourne victory side, that first half, that was them at their best. And they were really Mm. good and they were really attentive and they were on the ball and they knew exactly what they were doing. And that's the things that I equate to a Jeff Hopkins side of knowing their roles and understanding their system and understanding where they are in the game. Obviously, the second half was a different story. But I think that Jeff Hopkins and his side and a lot of experienced players can get themselves really into a comfortable position to get in the rhythm in finals and... Get them to at the least of grand final and, and see where they go.
0: Just before you go, like I was going to, if if you wanted to paint a positive, there's picture... there's no going. We, yeah. we, we... Well, you, you looked ready. You looked eager. <laughs> no, no, no. I just no. thought I'd jump in listening. front, I'm jumping the queue. It's uh, not a turn based system. You you <laughs> speak when when you feel free to speak. Democracy doesn't work. Um, <laughs> if you wanted to paint a positive picture of of Melbourne victories end to the season, it is now I think seven unbeaten, which is good. But they've only won two of yeah. of those seven, which which kind of under undermines what we're talking about. The last loss was back in January when they that six three against Sydney FC. So that kind of speaks to what you're saying, that they, They've found a solidness. It's just whether they can build on that and, yeah. and, and add the kind of attention. Because, because last
1: year they had that they had the special. They were really great foundation and they had Alex Shityak who was really, really special and, and and took them I'm curious to see who'll be that special player that pushes them. Like even further in the finals. Well, I,
2: if I could throw a slightly contrarian opinion out into the please, Lockie, the you're not a contrarian and, and at all. And ever. let me let me know if I'm if I'm going crazy here. D- does form matter less yes. going Sorry, going into finals? Does it, does it not like does it not matter at all? Because I, I mean, not it doesn't not matter at all. But I think it matters maybe significantly less than the amount of weight we're giving it right now because there are so many games that just can be. I mean, it's only ninety minutes. You you don't or potentially extra Thank time you. penalties. Football, ninety minutes. No, but you don't have uh, over the course of a regular season. You don't have a get-right game. Yeah. You don't have a sh- well. If you've got a double chance, I guess you have a shot at redemption. Yeah. But there's the margins are so fine that one player can just decide, as you were sort of alluding to at the end there, Pakua. This is the day for me to make this game my own, and I don't care how good my opposition is. I don't care how poor the rest of my team are playing but I'm going to hit a goal from 35 yards and there's nothing you can do about it. And I look at Ayres Oh yeah, on the weekend She's and sorry. I think Melbourne victory, sure, that you'd, you'd love to have more of those players, not less. So no chids hurts, of course. We all know that. But if no, Melina Ayres quality. does it, Molina Reyes can do that in even one game and victory can yeah. set up shop they do have the the quality of defense to see out a game if needed obviously they didn't do that against Wellington but they can do it they've got okay. the quality to do it um that makes a massive massive impact and I mean Molina has scored what nine goals nine, in, in yeah. 12 in tw- 12 she's appearances so
1: good. she's so good
2: I mean I, I I'm you know I listened to someone uh talk about her earlier this week at Michael Edgeley on box to box who the caveat has been made.
1: Reference another podcast on. That I, d- podcast. I did,
2: I did. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm, you know, well read, well listened. I guess. God man, I I'd have to make it's
1: the ca- dilute our own product. I have thing.
2: to make the caveat that the person who I'm quoting here is her agent. Okay. But you cannot deny that if she wasn't beset by the hamstring injuries no. that she has been this season, we would be talking about. Probably the competition's dominant force yes. from a striking perspective. And probably maybe a Matilda's prospect. No,
1: too. I am fully in on like I'm bought all the Melina Rez stock you can possibly have available to you. She's such a talented player. She she I love the physicalness of her of her game, like mm. the physicality, sorry, of her game and her ability to just to, to maneuver play. But it's also very skillful. Like it's not just like a like a like bash around it's, kind it's of It's a game. nice
2: balance of 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 power and yeah. guile, she, I guess. I mean, I mean, like realistically, looking at the goals that she scored in in that in that game, or the goal that she scored in that game, who else does that?
1: Yeah. That like it's, seriously, it's, who it's, it's, are, who else, a, else does it's that? It's a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal goal, and um, I think the injuries have set her back because I think it started last year. We were all on definitely Melina Rez for the push for the titters, and then kind of holy macnamara that's what of that young player coming into you know that's taken the lineup but Melina Reyes is like one of the best strikers like just pure ability as a striker and she's up there with the, the best in the game
0: she's a jet yeah, yeah. she's I, a jet i mean fundamentally i accept the point that lucky made about you know any of these teams can beat any of the other teams in any of these finals games i think that that is ultimately true i suppose just to respond to the the form debate or contention I think that if we reframe that not as about form, but if we look at the course of the season and the way that some of these teams, because of player movement, have really changed in their their core makeup from the first half of the season to the second half of that season, what that means in my mind is that how they've played over the last couple of months isn't necessarily reflective of their form, but their actual level. I, I think that we have learnt about the level of these teams as they stand at the moment, which is different to what it was in the first half of the season because mm. key personnel have, in most cases, left some of these teams. So I think that even if we look at the last two months not as from a form perspective but from how good is this team, how good is Melbourne Victory, how good is Melbourne City based on what they're going to have in the finals, then I think that it then that discussion becomes a bit more relevant.
1: No, I think that's completely fair and I think that's a... A good end point to our opening discussion. But now for the main course and the main event <laughs> here on Radio Dub. Obviously, everybody's been waiting, all the listeners, of course, been waiting for the Radio Dub right. end of season awards.
2: What are we calling these? No, the, know. the Logies are called the Logies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Brown Logies. The Buskers?
1: The Dubskers? The, <laughs> the Dubbies. The Dubbies, the, the Dubbies, the Dubbies. <laughs> So, for the dubbies. Or well, what
2: about just the dubs? The dubbies nah, the sounds dubbies, like a. The dubbies is funny. Okay. Oh, yeah, but the dubs is a bit generic. Yeah. Kind of sounds like something a Rugrat would wear. But Fair I enough. guess the dubs is, is yeah, probably. just spit general. the dubby over him. We'll, we'll work through <laughs> it. Nice.
1: Yeah. The dubbies. So, dubbies. Uh, we've only, only gone. I over, don't like it.
0: I regret suggesting oh, well, <laughs> suggest go it. But go, go on. Every time someone. Announces their selection. That is called spitting the W. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I've
2: made my bed
0: and, and now I simply lie in. must lie.
1: In. So for the four categories for the W's that we're going oh for God. this year, <laughs> MVP obviously classic. Yeah. Uh, surprise player. Mm-hmm. Best cameo appearance this season off the bench. They cannot have started the game. And the dress well, coach well, play well award. Is also going to be handed out.
2: So. so these should probably be scaled in order of importance. So I imagine for you, Picure, MVP will be the penultimate thing that we debate. Yeah, and well. then Dress Well, Coach Well, Play Well will of be course. the last award handed out. But where are we starting?
1: I think we should start with the best cameo appearance this season. And uh, who has appeared on more episodes this season? You all... I actually don't know. I think it might be Lockie, though.
2: I think I'm the cat. Oh. I think it might be you. I think I've appeared on more.
1: Personally, okay. okay. I feel
2: like Oscars appeared on Steak more. As well. like I feel like I'm the cameo. Okay, am yeah. I the best cameo appearance? No, of the, you're not. <laughs> De- <laughs> definitely not. Have no, you no, heard no. my f- opening thirty minutes of the no, show? No.
1: That's uh, lucky. Uh, Please, who is your best cameo appearance? I
2: am going for.
1: Apologies if your player isn't mentioned. Like we can't remember everything.
2: I'm going <laughs> for a bit of a bit of a cop out here. Okay. Um, early doors, which is a great sign for the rest <laughs> of the award ceremony. <laughs> I'm not going. To, I'm going to interpret best cameo in a different way. You mean it as you know who performed the best off the bench. I get that, but I'm going to be willfully ignorant, and I'm going to think which cameo did I enjoy the most? Which was the most enjoyable, the most wholesome? And for me, it was a player who started out as a, a cameo maker, has progressed in the last few games to a player who has started when called upon as well uh it's Indiana dos Santos
1: fair i I am not mad at that show.
2: It's a nice nice piece of a league's history, yeah, you know, scoring a goal one of the youngest ever in the competition a uh, a uh, a premier she plate- the fourth youngest I think she was the fourth youngest, so you know there are it's an interesting mix the top ten obviously Sam Kerr is in there, but there are a few other players who didn't quite make the jump so it, it doesn't necessarily mean that Indiana dos Santos as much as I hope she is 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 destined for you know the very top but y- you can't deny that that moment when she came off the bench I believe against Western United was one of the best of the season and then it subsequently has gotten a lot better for her since then goal Premiers plate school the day after taking or school two days after taking out the Premier's plate and it could still get better.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, I think that's a fair share. What about you, uh, Oscar?
0: I'm also going to apply my creative licence to interpret your your oh prompts. You uh, I don't really know serious. if you mean the best cameo player like across the season or the best individual cameo appearance is really where I'm...
1: You, those two are fine interpretations. Okay, you cool. can go with either one of those.
0: Well, best individual Oscar, cameo Lockie, appearance. Lockie, Lockie, yeah, Lockie, Lockie's Lockie's made his own category. It out I don't yeah. know what's there. going on. <laughs> Um, if I were to think of the best off-the-bench appearance, my mind goes back to nearer the start of the season uh, between Melbourne City and Western United when that game came where they were both oh, red-hot starts. Ben, that's a good shout. And uh, at halftime, a uh, certain Matildan by the name of Chloe Legazzo... That's a very good suggestion. ...who, who perhaps didn't have the best season all round, although time can yet tell. Uh came on and scored twice and yeah, won the game okay. for Western United and really laid down the marker. That was their, their coming of age where the real deal kind of thing. Yeah, no. See, if I had have interpreted the question appropriately,
1: that's probably who I would no, have said. No, that's, that's a very good shout. That's I will go lose. with my have two, but like I'm willing yeah. to, are willing and we'll also just pick one out of the three we've got, by the way. Okay. Alana Janczewski against Western United comes on, scores the oh. penalty. I mean, not the penalty, the, the free kick, sorry, and one of the best goals of the season. Mm. They were, it was 1-1 one, one, one at the time, essentially set it up. Obviously, the game ended at 3-1, but it was 1-1 one, one at the time. Really great clutch performance. Second one, not because it was, like, pivotal to the game, but it was just such a great goal and such a great moment. Forza NPL Victoria as well. Caitlin Karch with the chip over, I think it was against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. why am I just picking goals that I called? It's, pretty, it's a bit strange. <laughs> it's the league you the, barrack for, the and the your conflict of interest wild. is considerable. Yeah, it is considerable. But um, yeah, I don't. I think I've got the weakest suggestions out of there.
2: Hmm. Well, category without notice, du- Dubbies without <laughs> dubbies not notice, <laughs> without notice. Uh, best goal of the season because uh, Yancheski is up there. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it's hard to go past.
1: Gee, uh, I would have said it's
2: hard to go past Catherine Zimmerman that's yeah, answer, so that's against right. Adelaide that's United, but I'm also thinking about it and I, I really do you like... you just add
1: an awards to the Ws? Yeah, I did. Okay,
2: I did. Um, I, did ta- I did say it was without notice. Yes. You, you, you were welcome to, to, yes. to object.
1: That's
2: fair. Were well, we? I do have a penchant for, for shots that just clatter off the off the bar and on that front, Molina's goal against it's Wellington really pretty. did deliver. It's pretty good. But no, Zimmerman's was the yeah. best. Yeah, I think Zimmerman's. I think it
0: was Catherine Zimmerman. Because yeah. th-
1: unfortunately for some goals... Some of them were just the product of goalkeeper error. So I looked down on them a little bit more. Like, Grace Mars got a great goal, but I would say that there was a little bit of goalkeeper error in an element of that goal. I mean,
0: Vesna probably has, like, three potential entrants oh, exactly. into this category. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the,
2: the goal against Western United was a bloody yeah. rocket. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But... um out cool of the three, can I be honest? I think the dubbies, the dubby goes to Chloe Legazo for the best yeah. cameo appearance. I think that's... I'll pay that. I concur. Second award <laughs> for the dubbies that we are going to have a look at. Uh, Oscar, you pick. Where, which which award <laughs> would, would you like to go? Is to?
0: that just because you forgot the three? Guys? Luckily, I wrote them down. Uh, surprise did, player of the season.
1: Oh, yes. 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 Go. Uh, do, you me to, do you want to go or do you want someone else to go first? It's up to you. I
0: feel like, like I've got an entrant, and I'm going. Am I going to think of somebody new? Who, who? But no, I reckon I'll go with it. Okay. The player who has surprised me with how much of an impact they've had uh, is perhaps coming a bit from left field. Shea Connors. Now, I know that's a that. that, that oh, I'm getting disapproving looks from both ends of the table.
1: I just took it somewhere. I was just. I, I, sure. I know
0: my my expectations were not high, but Shay Connors has proven to be behind Katrina Garry, just about the most influential player at Brisbane Roar this season. I think that there's been a, a finishing ability, which she hasn't really shown in the past, which she brought to the table. And I, I'm not saying that I think that she's, you know, in the team of the season or, or the, the best, well, necessarily even, you know, top five forwards in the competition. But but I think that based on what I was expecting, Shea Khan has really over-delivered this season.
1: Okay. Uh, Lockie, do you want me to go? Uh,
2: to I, I think that's a... F- Fair uh, suggestion in the I sense think that back half the season was better. Yeah, she did. She did still miss a lot of chances. Like sure. lo- looking at sure. looking, even when she was having that purple patch where I think she'd scored like four and four or yeah, something like her. that in the sort of back third of the season, she was scoring one goal from having seven, eight, nine shots per game. But I, I, I concur. She has had a, I think,
1: added a greater
2: culture, yes.
0: variance to, to her finishes. But I guess last season we saw lots of misses and not a lot of goals, and but this season we actually saw some goals. But we've, also seen, we've also seen... We've still did. seen a lot of misses, We're though. <laughs> start,
1: but, but, but we've seen... What I've liked about it, though, is we've seen different types of goals. Yes, that's that's that's, that's, the, what I, that's the variance. yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm liking. Lockie? I,
2: I've got a couple of honourable mentions. Okay, fair. Um, Look at this
1: guy always trying to expand a segment.
2: Yeah. I, 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 I don't think she's necessarily a surprise because she comes from, you know, reasonable... Pedigree
1: is it 4 um, and PFA No, 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 no. Taral, she, well, one,
2: of, yeah, she, like she comes from a decent stock, a decent level. Um, Hensley handcuff. Mm. Oh,
1: yeah, that's good. that's good. Pretty
2: good. I mean, I think her XG differential in terms of how many saves, you know, how many goals she stopped against, how many she was expected to concede. I think she was somewhere around the plus five mark, second highest in the league. Which is, you know, obviously that's not really reflected in the season that Brisbane had, but I think it could have been a lot worse without her influence on it. Uh, another one, Hannah Lowry, yeah. uh, I thought was particularly in the back half of the season, really, really solid in midfield. She got uh, herself forward, got herself into a number of goal-scoring positions. and She's she already,
1: got a great goal against City. Yeah, I mean, she's already...
2: But she's sort of gone from being a, a player who, who we know about, is has been involved at you know, national team, uh, junior national team level, she's brought up 50 appearances for Perth at age 19 and she's catapulted into someone who's now being, you know, talked about as someone who should potentially be making a, a move overseas. But I think my winner okay. from the Western Sydney Wanderers...
1: He's on a 3-2-1. Yeah. It better be good this week.
2: Wow. ...is is Beth Gordon. Yeah, fair. Is Beth Gordon. I, I, I'm speaking about someone who's come from the show... But the you know did
1: we spur her on?
2: Maybe, maybe because she wasn't
1: announced yet that but she was uh, at
2: the time. Yeah, she'd she'd had a solid season in in um the New South New South Wales NPL with the uh, Macarthur Rams winning the championship. But you know this was a player who was at Newcastle was in and out of the side was struggling for for game time. Her talents were were known. She was a a player who's represented junior national teams previously. So it's, it's not you know a level that she's incapable of reaching. But I think. As Western Sydney Wanderers built into themselves, built themselves into the league, became a bit more of a um, you know tough opposition to actually play, as opposed to the opening few rounds of the season. I think she really grew with them and became a very uh, switched-on, dynamic, creative midfield presence. And right towards the end of the season, she obviously out of that goal-scoring element too, with some sort of decent positioning in and around the the penalty box. So I think she had a, a really yeah. solid season in a in a team who, for a, a you know a decent part of it, was was looking like it wasn't going to amount to much.
1: Yeah, no, I think she was, I think she was their best player this year at uh, mm. Since uh, Sydney over mm. the I mean, whole season.
2: Claire Hunt might have a few words with that, but oh
1: yeah, but. For sure, I think it's definitely an argument. I think I understand why people would go with Claire Hunt, but Beth Gordon has been consistent and available all throughout the season. So I think you know availability is something that deserves you know it's the a, best
2: ability. It yeah. is most
1: certainly the best ability. I'm going to go with. I didn't. I think I'm going to go with Sarah Hunter. Is most surprising because I think she's taken a step in her game, and I think she's one of the best sixes in the competition, and has been so influential in her movement throughout the games and just her awareness of where her teammates are. And obviously it's it's made easier by having a, a strike force that is lethal and, you know, it's a it's a hazard for every other defence. But I think Sarah Hunter is a underrated, an underrated and underappreciated member of that Sydney FC side. Um, and then my only other one, which Lockie said I shouldn't, it doesn't really make sense, but Holly Mack. I was just surprised at how quickly and how well she reestablished herself back in the competition. I
2: only mm. disagree on the grounds that
0: I don't think it's a surprise. That's yeah. what I would say about I She is her.
2: Holly yeah. yeah.
0: Mack is just yeah. special. I mean we I'm mentioned not... the City Canberra game without even mentioning how incredible Holly yeah. yeah. Mara was. She was unbelievable. I, mean, I would actually say similar thing about the Hannah Lowry suggestion though. I wasn't surprised that Hannah yeah. Lowry had a really good Thank season you, because she's an Pretty incredible sure. player. Pretty but sure. you know. Anyway, I just just thought I'd spread out the, the dissent. Who's
1: the who's the dubby's the dubby going to?
0: Sarah Hunter, Beth Gordon, okay. Um. Why does Oscar get to pick?
1: No, I'm, I'm asking all <laughs> it's of us. A so I'm asking collectively. Um, Why, I don't know. I'd go with Beth Gordon, I am not mad matter that.
0: I'm happy to go with Beth Gordon. Okay. Yeah,
1: so Beth Gordon, you are our dubby for best, most uh, surprise player of the competition. I like that we're, you know, going to different clubs. Now, we're up to the penultimate, mm. the MVP of the season. You started, you started. I shall start, please. My MVP, if I can think about it really quickly on the spot, I think I have to go with Hannah Keen Because Mm. I think without her, Western United, even with Jess McDonald, do not get as far as they get in this competition. I think she she draws so much attention from the centre-backs. It allows space and freedom for their wingers. It allows movement from... Their midfielders that they typically wouldn't geek, uh, get. But I think she is the MVP of the most surprising team and of the league this year. That's what I'm going to go with Hannah Keane. And I'm very happy with that choice. Oscar, would you like to go?
0: It's such a hard one because of how many players played like half the season because there are lots of – and that's really the key thing that's working in favour of Hannah Keane is, is that we actually got a full season from her because uh, otherwise, you know, you'd obviously be talking about Cote Rojas, you'd be talking about Alex Chidiak. I, I find it really hard to, to move away from Hannah Keane as, as an option, I will, I will be honest. Uh, I, uh, yeah, sure. I'll throw in Rihanna Policina. And I say that because I thought there were times this season when Rihanna Policina was... Do
1: say her name correctly, please? R- respect R- her. She's a former R- guest R- on the show.
0: Rihanna Policina. Thank you. Which is, I believe, how she pronounces it. Uh, there were times this season where I felt like she was just about putting Melbourne City on her back and carrying them when there were other key absences. And she kind of everything that Melbourne City did, at least in an attacking sense, went through Rihanna Polisina and they're the team that finished third. So I will throw her in the mix.
2: Yeah, I good, good suggestions. Good she suggestions. Like so like I'm, about to, I'm about to dominate. <laughs> I, I am going to be the dissenting voice. I'm going to stop a, a Hannah Keen clean sweep. Try saying that three times fast. I think there are a few, few honourable mentions. If if we're talking about you the actual, is
1: honourable mention? Like seriously, if like, we're like, actually <laughs> talking
2: about the the Dolan Warrens as opposed to the Dubbies, I do wonder if 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 we're going through a sort of three to one round by round voting system, uh, I reckon Alex Chidiak will just will just like ride off into the sunset mm. for a bit, and then people will start catching her up. Whether or not she can hold to the end of the season, I'm curious. The know. Okay,
1: can I ask you a question before we continue? Is it a bit – is it just – is it feel a bit wrong if Alex Chidiak is to win the award and she mm. only played half the year? No. Okay. okay. I
2: mean, if she was – if she got enough votes to win it, then no. Fair. That's the, – it's but a voting – But she didn't
1: get off to a great, great start.
2: So yeah, that's, it's a good point, but she did. Um oh. B.D. Goad, the other one to, right. to yeah, throw into good. the into the mix. I feel like no one expects B.D. Goad, and um, that's why I'm gonna no, she's very good. You know, throw her. But no, the number you one. You can
1: also listen to our podcast um, episode with, with her, her? Yeah. on Spotify and everything else. Thank you.
2: Yeah, uh, my MVP, and I'm thinking about what does MVP stand for as a, as an acronym? Here we most go. valuable. One
0: Sorry, yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> I see
2: where you're going with it. I like it. Most valuable player. Who is the most valuable to their team? And I'm going by what he's going to say. I'm going by one sort of stat here, and it's a player I've already praised a lot in this show. Mate,
1: wrap it up, buddy. That's your point. Vesna
2: Milivojevic is my player of the season, my most valuable player. Involved in a third of the entirety of all the goals Canberra scored this season, she had a hand in a third of them. I think it was eight goals, four assists. She ended the season in like that's a. For an individual player, that's a pretty crazy tally. I know Michelle Heyman would have been at comparable levels with 13 goals outright and probably uh. a handful of assists there too. But oh, Milovojevic was just absolutely lightning. She, she was a player who just constantly throughout the course of the season made you stand up and, and, and take notice. Maybe I'm getting suckered in by the quality of the highlight reel, but a third of all goals scored for a single team, even if it isn't a team that made the finals, Pretty
0: big deal.
1: No, I, I, Pretty I, big deal. I uh, don't disagree with her being up there. Mm. I think she's been very, very influential for Canberra.
0: But well done, Hannah Keane, But for well winning done, the w. I, was I was outvoted. I was <laughs> Hannah
1: Keane, The Douvies is yours for the MVP. So of- just to
0: clarify, you're saying that you you would actually vote for Vesna Milivojevic ahead of Hannah Keen, as opposed to just for being a contrarian. Just, to, just, thank to no, understand. no, 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 thank no, you no. Thank no. You thank you for yes, yes. Okay, I mean,
2: I collectively, two people have said the same name. Mm. I've said one name. Two oh, you bigger said like three names. Two bigger sure. than... No, no I've, seriously picked one, one, <laughs> I've picked one name. You said like eight names so across the course of these three I picked one awards. name as my MVP. <laughs> yeah. You guys picked one between the two of you. Two okay. is bigger than okay, one. that's right. That's I right. picked someone else. But Hannah okay.
1: Kane, congratulations on your dubby. Um, it will not be coming to you in the mail because we do not have the budget to send you an actual physical award. Yeah. But, but congratulations. Steel blue boots. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but... Now we get to the all important, most important award Mm. here at Radio Dub. Something we've talked about a lot. It's the Dress Well, Coach Well, Play Well Award. (sighs) Deep breaths. Lockie, who was your nomination? Well,
2: do we need to say it individually? Can we not? I feel like we should just say this on three. No, (laughs) no, no, no,
1: please. Go. This this is a serious uh, dubby show.
2: Oscar, do you want to say it on three? No. I'm too scared of. I know who you're going to say, but I'm, I'm too scared yeah, of go, go. the, the calamity one. of it. It's not a contest. Yeah. Okay, go. This man has his own dedicated <clears throat> fit update on his club social media. Yeah. How true. can anyone come close? It's Alex Aparkas. Okay. The man gets a weekly fit check from his social media admin. How can anyone else compete? Well, my, my
0: only alternative, and okay. this is really a question Thank to the. You, to to the creator Contrarian. of of the... Yeah, Mr. Of Hon- the honourable <laughs> Mention over <laughs> here. This, this isn't an Honourable Mention. This is a question about the criteria okay. of, of what's necessary. See, because I, I, I totally understand what you're saying about the likes of Alexa Parkers uh, and Adrian Stenter, who are kind of the... Yeah,
1: shoe the, game on point for Adrian Stenter, if you guys don't understand.
0: spearheads. I, I, I guess, do, are you open to a, a more traditional sense of dress well? Because... Because the more, like, more conventional, the person who's committed to looking formal and appropriate at all is times, regardless of the situation, is Jeff Hopkins. Oh, no, no. It's so true. You,
1: I, I feel like you guys aren't understanding this. Dress well, coach is not about... Dressing and having like the coolest aesthetic. It's about having your style, being very comfortable and dressing appropriately. So your suit jacket is ironed, so we're not seeing creases. I mean, Mark
0: Torcaso can win as well.
1: Absolutely. Because he's got his own individual style of suit jacket. But
0: some people could
2: look at. At, at you know Jeff's style as, as being a bit square, no, you like know Jeff. a bit old fashioned, like but you know it's a classic. Like it's a Huey classic. Huey Lewis in the news said it's a tip <laughs> to be square. He <laughs> owns it. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's I think it's a classic. So I I think that you know so you who are you going to go with Jeff Hopkins? Yeah, sure,
0: I'll go for Jeff.
1: No, I think Jeff is not a bad shout. He's hmm. definitely top three, top four in the the power rankings for that. Okay. <laughs> Top I kind of mentioned. heard
0: of it. Yeah, I reckon you're like three or four away from being correct. Alright, well, no I'm fair. Not
1: it, I'm not saying it incorrect. Okay. But as Lockie said, <laughs> God, there is a man with a dedicated, a court, like dedicated fan base, Perth Glory. We, we want to know what's Alexa Park is. What is it, Stone Edge? What's the what's Stone the Stone Island? Stone Island. God.
2: Get the badge in.
1: Get the badge in. Um, I don't know what that means. I've just repeated what you said. Um, the shoulder, it has a badge. Oh yes, it does. It does too. Thank you. I'm so. It's a whole
2: cult of people who like to show off the yeah. Stone Island insignia. Yeah. I so am not one of them. Clearly, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> but I do think Alex is is done really well, and his coaching was pretty good for mm-hmm. for a, a decent portion of the season. So you know we can't we can't always forget about that element as well.
2: he did have to deal with some pretty inconvenient obstacles yes, as well, absolutely. like not playing for freaking ages, yeah. losing their, you know, one of their star American imports who was flying at the start of the season and Riley based it. Like, there are extenuating circumstances exactly. as to why Perth maybe didn't hit the heights that some had hoped.
1: Exactly. But they only missed out on finals by a goal, uh, sorry, a point and mm. uh, I think a couple of goals maybe.
2: Yeah. yeah. And they arguably gave us the best game of the season too. What game was that? The 4-3.
1: No, I'm just saying, which game are you picking? God, they've had it, some good games. Could no, could be 3-3 as
2: well. Fair call. they yeah. the 4-3 with Melbourne City, okay. isn't No, that? that's
1: fair. That's a good, right. uh, you know, that's a that was a good entertaining game of football. We did enjoy it. And the Dubby yeah, goes I'm, to... I'm not
0: dissenting. Yeah, no, yeah, it's
1: Dubby goes to Alex Aparkis. Congratulations, um... Hopefully we continue that next season. We
0: could have just set it on three. No. Yeah. I was, Would have I was saved going, a lot of time.
1: I was going for Jeff Hopkins, goddamn.
0: I'm here to provide some variety. Fair some, enough. Some but variation, diversity of voice.
1: With that, that is the end of the dubby ceremony. Um, but unlike the Oscars, we aren't going for four hours. We are going for a short period of time. So with the Dubbies over, Lockie, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, we appreciate you joining us as always. Oh, it's
2: been good. Uh, not that I ever want to wish away a, an international break. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Matildas do. But bring on the finals! I can't bring wait
1: on the finals. Oscar, thank you for joining us. And uh, I know you've got to get going. Thank you guys for all joining us on the W's Award Show. We will be back at the end of the grand final. We'll hand out some more W awards. Um, they'll be made up, and they make may, might make sense, might not. Who knows? <laughs> Bye for now. Set catch, the bar yeah, exactly. Yeah. Catch this podcast on Spotify and everything else, and then catch some of the old stuff because we got some cool interviews with some cool players. Bye bye. Pickett, she lays it off. Teresa Polans. It's an absolute peach. Yes.